Isaiah 35. Isaiah 35. We begin tonight. We've been talking about mindsets, guys. How we've got to change our mind. Uh, one of our main scriptures has been Proverbs 23, 7. And it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So once I get born again, guys, I still must get my mind renewed to the Word of God. In other words, I've got to go in there and let the Word of God start reprogramming me. Now, you've noticed that once you got born again, all your, your attitudes and your issues in life, they didn't just go away. You got born again, God came in your heart and changed something in there. But what has to happen is we must get a mind renewed and begin to think in line with the Word of God. Where I come to the place that I trust God's Word in every area of my life. Because if I don't, Satan's lies will try to manipulate you, try to manipulate you, try to manipulate you. Now, we're going to talk about fear tonight a little bit. And you need to get this in your heart. I will not fear. I will not fear. Well, think about this. We could have a list tonight of things we fear as human beings. We fear other people. Many people fear their past. They fear the unknown. Many times people will fear the, the very thought, I never do enough. Some people will fear of being lonely. A bad happen, bad, some bad's going to happen. Or here's the big one. Many people get paralyzed <coughs> because of the fear of failure. I don't want to step out because I don't want to fail. But we'll talk about some of this tonight. Let the Word of God teach you in this area. Uh, Isaiah 35. Begin with me in verse 3. Strengthen the weak hands, the sinking hands, and make firm the feeble knees for the stumbling knees. Now listen close here. Say or tell to those who are fearful-hearted, be strong. Do not fear. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance, with the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Now, where it says there, be strong. One translation says, take courage. Now, Ephesians 6 tends to be strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. And so, I think at times when, when believers, friends, family members are struggling in areas, we need to re re reinforce them. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Begin to look to God in these situations, and you'll note here, he said that with the recompense of God, the message says that God will come and redress all the things. One translation says it's a divine retribution. So understand, my dear, this is a promise for God. I don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in fear. Now, I'm not saying you will never feel fear. I just don't have to be dominated. I just don't have to be controlled by fear. Let me ask you this question right now. What things right now in your life do you fear? Is there something that literally tries to cripple you? Just tries to strangle you. He's got a hold on you. Listen, I'm going to do just what the word here says. Say to those who are fearful, are to be strong. Then you can be strong in the Lord. Now, 
It's one thing to feel fear, and it's another thing to allow fear to grab you by the tail and swing you around. We're going to talk about some things tonight that are going to help us to change our mindset through the Word of God. Okay? Let's see what the Bible says. Go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. You know, I found in my own life, the devil will try to run your life. And one of his greatest tools or resources that he tries to use is fear. When the devil runs your life, he'll run your life. As if you ever fear, think, yeah, I have. I feared and feared and feared and feared until I begin to understand that through Christ Jesus, I can confront those fears. I tell you this right now, this will be something that each one of us got to get inside of. Sometimes you've got to do things right. Just step out by faith and do it, do it, do it, do it. Before long, as long as you keep confronting that, God will move and work in your life. Hebrews chapter 11. Now, this is called the faith all the time. You know, in the New Testament, that's the pride. You just show them by faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please them. That's Hebrews 11 6. So we must understand that as believers, we got to walk, live, speak, talk by faith. What do you mean by faith, Pastor? That means that my trust is in Father God, and my trust is in this, this book right here. Remember, my definition, guys, of Facebook is Facebook. I gotta start facing the book. You gotta get in this thing right here. Uh, Romans 12 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed out by the renewing of my mind to the word of God. Okay? Now, in this passage here, there's a, there's a six verses that pertain to Moses. I'm telling you, Moses is in this chapter because of this great faith. I want to read three of them to you. Let's start at verse 27. We're going to read verses 27, 28, and 29. Verse 27 of Hebrews 11 says, By faith. The, the Amplified says, He was motivated by faith. How he trusted God. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Now understand this, guys. Faith is the exact opposite of fear. If I'm in fear, I'm not going to be in faith. But if I'm faith, guys, it'll overshadow that fear. And so here, once again, he gives us some insight. Right here with, with Moses' life. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured or kept on, as seeing him who was invisible. Now, when I look like a... a Moses was able to overcome through, the, through the, the blood of the Lamb through faith. This first one here, I believe, is tells us that he overcame the fear of man. The king was the Pharaoh. And this king had the power, he had the authority to take Moses out. He could have eliminated him right there. But right here, Moses took faith and he trusted God. And he said, you know what? I'm not going to allow fear to be dictated into this man. Now, when you love it, when you read this passage, it's found here in Exodus. God had told He had told Moses at one time, you go tell the Pharaoh that my people go. He started telling him all the things, and that's when these ten plagues came in to, uh, to pass. 
Moses said this to God. He said, when I go tell the Pharaoh this, do I tell him said this? Or did you tell him? Moses forgot you. Moses, tell him. I am that I am. I am that I am. And I believe the time when the devil starts yakking to you and start telling you, you gotta fear this man. You, you look at him and say, I am that I am. Didn't say that I have to bow that. Sometimes you've got to step out by faith, and maybe right now you're dominated by a person. I tell you guys, go out with faith and get your mindset on this tonight. Verse 28, the next by faith, a translation said he had confidence by the faith. He kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood. Least he who destroyed the firstborn should be should touch thee. Now, right here, I believe this is, is pertaining to the fear of the unknown. When God instructed the Israel Israelites, and specifically Moses in this area, he said here, this was pertaining to the tenth plague. And he said, You take the lamb that spotless without blemish, and you sacrifice it to me, and you take its blood, and you put it on the lintels and the doorposts of your house. And when you do that, when the spirit of death comes around, it will bypass your house. Now, when God told Moses to do this, this has never been done before. Now, can you imagine Moses' thought? This is crazy. How many of you have ever read the Bible and some of the stuff that it tells us to do? You think, this is crazy. I mean, even when we get born again in the natural, I'm received with this man, this Savior, this King of Kings, that Jesus, and I've never seen him. But yet, once again, I begin to read the scriptures, and I, I sense the realness, the genuineness of Jesus, and I receive him, even though I've never met him. So here Moses is thinking, I'm do what? And many times when we read the scriptures, there's a time of fear of the unknown. Once again, the Bible, the Word of God, it places its identity within me when I begin to trust God. And even times in my life, I may say this or think this. I don't fully understand this. I'm going to go ahead and step out and do it. The fear of the unknown. How many of you that honor God with your tithes and offerings? Do you remember the first time you did that, the fear of the unknown? Of, this is crazy. See, once again, it's getting the confidence, it's getting the trust, and start believing. This is what Father God said for me. So I'm not going to fear. The fear of, well, if I honor God with that, but I'm not going to have enough. I've been there. And what my fear was that I would have more money than money. But once again, this man named Moses, what an example. Not only to us, but can you imagine in Israelites when he would look at it and say, sacrifice that lamb and put that blood up there and then look at it and he'd say, trust me, this is what God said. This is what God said. Now look at the last one in verse 29. By faith, one translation says he was urged on by faith, they passed through the Red Sea by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempted to do so drowned. You know what? Courage, courage is facing things with the very best of fear. 
courage is still intact, and even though your fear is present. Now, this situation, remember what takes place? God had told them, or Moses told them, we're getting out of Egypt. And so Moses tells the people, and so they're, they're leaving Egypt. And they're looking in the rearview mirror, and they're seeing all the dust come up, and they see the Pharaoh and all the chariots and the horses. They're coming after him. Can you imagine the fear upon them? What bad is going to happen? And many times, each one of us, we have opportunities in life to fear something bad's going to happen. And so the Israelites are looking back, they go, no, no, this can't be happening. So remember what Moses does? He takes his rod and the staff, and he stretches it to the Red Sea. Now, the natural, that doesn't make any sense. But yet, once again, he understood, my faith is in God. God said, he's going to the promised land. So when he does it, the sea splits wide open. You know the rest of the story. Where's the rod and fill into the sea? Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and may the God of my salvation be exalted. And so this, this was a man who stood out. Now, when I read this passage here, I, I think surely those Israelites, they value a man of faith and a man of courage. Tell you something right now. You need to be around people with faith and courage. Some of you need to break up with those friends that pull you down. Get around people that will tell you the word of God. I remember sometimes people would tell me things from the word of God that I didn't want to hear, but you know what? I knew they loved me and I saw the fruit in their life. And I thought, you know what? If I could just listen to them. Because if the Israelites would have done what they wanted to do, you know what they would have done? Their solution was, let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to the very fear and bondage that we lived in. Think about this here just for a second. If I don't face fear and confront it, I'm going to stay in that realm my whole life. If you'll note something back in verse 29, I really want to point out what it says. By faith, they passed through. They passed through. Thank God that those they right there followed a man of faith. Okay, we've got to get our eyes on Jesus and say, okay, Lord Jesus, I trust your word and I trust what you did for me. Here's a point I want to make tonight. In order for the Israelites to go to the promised land, they had to go through. They had to go through. In other words, there were no shortcuts. There were no detours. And many times in our life, you're going to have to go through situations. You know, in uh, John 16, 33, Jesus said, in this life, there will be tribulations. You will have tribulations. He said to be a good cheer. I've overcome. Now listen, the point of that is, life's not always going to be a better road because there's things you're going to have to go through and you're going to have to trust God. Think about Psalm 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me light and free path. He leads me by the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Now listen, listen. Yea, though I walk. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? 
God is with me. His rod and his staff comfort me. So right there, guys, there's going to be times in your life. You're going to be right in the midst of stuff that seems like death. But right in the midst of that, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The problem occurs when I go backwards, when I keep retreating, when I never confront it. How do I begin to confront it? In the name of Jesus. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And like I said earlier, there's going to be times that I'm going to have to do things in fear. I don't want to. Turn over a page to Hebrews chapter 13. A couple pages there. You know the season? Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. Sometimes in my life, it's, it's been little baby steps. You know what? At least I'm going through. I'm farther today than I used to be. And then other times, then you'll really begin to pick up the past. You know, you heard me say this a couple weeks ago. I used to have a crazy fear of being in front of people. Tell you the crippling, all the children. The fear of God today, it would wear me out. So, you know, I said this the, 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 just the, the love of God. He allowed me to start teaching a the bunch of fifth and sixth grade. That was the first group I ever taught. Oh, it was refreshing. But little bit did I know it wasn't just me being able to teach them. It was God's way of saying, I'm going to help you confront this. Now, the first time I did it, I told you guys, oh my gosh, I sweated bullets. And the night before, I could hardly sleep. But I went ahead and did it. And as long as I kept confronting through the name, I can't do this through Christ Jesus. As long as I kept confronting, and it got easier, and it got easier, and it got easier. And I'm going to tell you right now, most of the time when I speak, I'm not saying every time, but most of the time now, I don't even think about it. I don't even think. Now, guess what? If I would have had the Israelites mentality, let's go back to Egypt, guess what? I would have never fulfilled the thing God had for me. That's the same as each one of you. Whatever that is, you've got to begin to confront it. I'm going to turn to verse 6. So we may boldly say, so we may boldly say, you know what this is right here? This is a declaration of confidence in God. So that we may boldly say, that's one thing to say it timidly. It's another thing to say it boldly. Look what he goes on to say, that we may boldly say, the Lord is my help. I will not fear what man can do to me. And there's times in my life I say this. I have no fear. How many of you haven't begun before maybe in a job interview? And you were a nervous wreck. Oh my gosh, I don't. And I used to quote stuff, right? You're like this and those times. I have no fear what man can do. I have no fear of that. You know why I can say that? You can say that first and all, force is greater even to me than it is in the world. So I thank you, Father God, you're going to help me in this situation. Listen to what the message says for that person. God is there, ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what or who try to get me. I'm fearless. So listen, when you begin to see this, victory doesn't happen just because you love the church. 
And victory doesn't happen because you quote 20 verses. And victory doesn't happen just because you wear a cross around your neck. And victory doesn't happen just because I have a Jesus buckle sticking around my car. And victory doesn't happen just because I'm a good person. I'm a good citizen. Oh, once again, guys, victory begins to happen when I begin to renew my mind to the Word of God and I start believing I can do what Jesus told me I can do. I can be what Jesus told me I can be, and even more so, I can have what Jesus told me I can have. Now, some of you would say, that that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. I know ones in this room that have been serving God for years and years and years of my life, in their life, and sometimes you look at people and you think, They've been that way their whole life. I know that Matt Robinson, he is full of wisdom. I know from the day he was born, he was full of wisdom. You know what Matt would say? Not. Not. You know what happened? Just like every woman, she get born again. You start seeking God, and you start fellowshipping with the Lord, and you start devouring this book. You've got to get in this book. Here's my thought once again. You get into this book and God get into you. You want to start seeing some changes? People will look at you and say, what happened to you? Yeah, I started reading the Bible. And before long, I started believing it. And they looked and said, this is a shock to me. And you know what I say? It's a shock to me. It's a big shock to you and it is to me. But I see how the Word of God works. And it'll continue to work in this area as long as I, I keep my mind into it. See, that's why Joshua said in Joshua 1 that. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You know what that means? I've got to start speaking the Word. Speaking the Word. Speaking the Word. Speaking the Word. That I may boldly say. I don't have to hear. So what happens, guys? Number one, I got to start saying the things that God says about me. Just start. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth. And I shall meditate, or you shall meditate on it in very day and night. Man, I got to start thinking in line with the word. Start thinking. And then you know what he said? And when you start speaking it and you start thinking it, he said, then that you may observe to do it. You start walking out the word of God. And I love the last part of Joshua 1. You know what it says? And then, and then, after you speak the word and you meditate on the word, you start doing the word. And then, oh, listen, listen. Then you shall make your way prosperous and you shall have good success. And you know what that is? That's the recipe. And I like the word then you, then you. Do you know what I see in people's life? Sometimes I see people like that from year to year to year to year, they never grow spiritually. They're 50 years old and still sitting in one of those little bitty first grade seats. I love them. And then I see people that have been born again for three or four months, and I mean, they're just I mean, they are in, in, in orbit of how high and fast they've gone because they begin to believe the Word of God. They begin to trust the Word of God. And they begin to see themselves as Jesus sees them. That's each one of you. Let the Word of God be the blueprint of your life. 
with me right there while you're back there in the back to first John. First John. Yes, it's simple to turn. What fear statements do you allow domination? I can't. I won't. I shouldn't. For each one of us, we make statements of fear and live in and paralyze us. You know, in Job chapter 3, verse 25, Job said this the very thing that I fear has come upon me. The very thing that I fear has come upon me. So you know what? When I begin to be dominated by fear, that will lead me. It's like a magnet. It begins to pull me. It begins to pull me. The only way you're going to get free of that is even the song we sang tonight. That, that was Revelation 12. I overcome by the blood of the Lamb, but I've got to get the Word of God in and start renewing my mind again. This is who I am. This is who I am. This is who God says I am. First John 4, verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. Now love is perfected. Now listen to what the Amplified says there. It says, love is brought to completion and attains perfection that we may have confidence Assurance and boldness. I can promise you there was a time in life in my life that when I thought confidence, assurance, and boldness, I said, I don't have any of those. None of those are present in my life. If I remain steadfast in the Word of God, and I'll continue reading the Word of God, what happens when I read the Word of God? I feed my faith and I starve my doubts. When you read the Word of God, that is the breakfast of champions. I'm going to tell you the best multivitamin you can take every day is 500 milligrams of the Word of God. Get your dose of the Word every day. And let that begin to paint a picture. And that Word will bring you confidence. That word will bring an assurance. It starts, so I got to get word. Look here real close at verse 18. Listen to this. There is no fear in love. There is no fear in love. Listen. But perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in, in love. Here's what we got to understand. If love is present, dread does not exist. When love is present, it expels every form of torment. This only happens from the Word of God. Let me ask you this. What things do you dread? They see, dread is a cousin of fear. Many times we'll dread them. How many of you will say, oh my gosh, I, I dread Mondays. They're the worst day of my life. I dread driving home at 5 o'clock. I dread driving down the slide road. If I can say that it happened to me last night. I lost my salvation three times. And I'm out of one block. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I sit stuff out of my mouth. These are things that 
we dread, we dread, it goes on. It's not a fear, but dread will paralyze you in a second. So it's something that each one of us got to begin to look at or say, this is the one I'm saying. Allow the word of God to paint this picture on the inside of me. I got one more scripture I want you to see. Go to Isaiah 41. Go to Isaiah chapter 41. Let this be on the inside of you. Fear becomes smaller, guys, if I confront it. By the word of God, the name of Jesus, I'm telling you, use the name of Jesus on the fear. I'm going to put up with that stuff. But I cannot dodge it. Don't think you can dodge it. Now you and your mind to confront this stuff by, by the name of Jesus. Remember one time in my life, I believe in two or three in the morning, my mom and dad were gone. My youngest sister was at home by herself. She called me two or three in the morning. said, you need to get over here. Somebody's in the house. So I lived quite a ways in there for Halfway goofy at two or three in the morning, anyhow. So I throw them across the drive over there and go walk in. Tell you guys, when I get there, she's quiet and she's just sitting there looking at me. I walk into my parents' house and I tell you, the fear that was in there was so great. I mean, every hair stood up on me. Now, my parents did this that. If you're going to break into a house, don't break into their house. They got a Saint Bernard that is the biggest dog you've ever seen. His name was Rudy. Rudy bad as bugging, I'll tell you. You look at Cookie. There's a guy in the church, what not? Little bitty guy played praise and worship. He was over with my mom and dad one day. I said to him, I said, Chris, you want to make a dog? He said, Yeah. I said, run out that backyard and touch that back gate and come running back into the house, and I'll pay you off. He opened that door and he took off. He didn't know who he was out there. <laughs> I mean, he, he looked like electricity. <laughs> and I got to, he took off. Look at him. Back to the school. Sorry. I walked in. And the St. Bernard was freaked out. The St. Bernard sitting over there on the ground. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And so when I walked in, I was in my ears. Just the fear. The real fear. You know. And so, I said, oh my gosh, so I began to speak the blood of the Jesus. I the name of Jesus. God had given me a fear of the spirit, a fear of love, power, and sound. I began to walk there, and so, you know what, I just began to, I just began to confront everyone. I opened doors. The name of Jesus, and I knew if someone was in there. I went through all that, and I can't speak in the name. The name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God. Greater Jesus in me. So I went through the whole house, and I can't find nothing. No, nothing's there. I kind of looked at her and she looked at me with tears in her eyes. I'm sorry, you think I'm crazy, don't you? I walked off that for years. I looked and I said, no. I said, the spirit of fear is very real. It's very real. You think about times in your life. You've ever gotten in your car. I mean, spirit of fear has been on you so, so strong. What'd you do? Put me in the backseat. <laughs> How many of you kids, you remember, you walked in your bedroom, and my brother says, Lord, look under the bed. Yeah, thanks, buddy. But you think about it, the spirit of fear it is real. It's real, but in that situation, when it tries to grip, I'm going to 
15, guys, that's when you start knowing who you are in Christ. You start using the word in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah 41. Look here at verse 10. Fear not. Pride is wondering. I thank you, Father, that you're with me. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteousness and my right hand. Now, it's amazing. I learned a lot of these by song. Years ago, I would see these over there. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your I will help you. I will hold you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And I would find myself saying that in situations where I may begin to sense fear rise. Now, you've been here for the last three weeks. We've given you a power thought every week. The first one was based on uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things in Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Remember what that meant. No matter what presents itself in life, I can through Christ Jesus. No matter what comes after me tomorrow, no matter what's going to take place, I can through Christ Jesus. The second one was, there in First uh, John 4, I believe, God loves me. God loves me. Even what we say tonight, sometimes God, you need to get that in your thought and say, oh, how he loves me. Oh, how he loves me. I'm a warrior for the kingdom of God. I'm a fighter for the kingdom of God. loves me. You lay your little head on that book. And some of you that twist you. You know why? Because you think, I have been good for scout for that. Well, guess what? It's not about how good or bad you've been. He says, I love you. God loves me. He loves me. And here's the third power thought. And this is what I quoted in the book 2 Timothy 1 7. I will not live in fear. I will not live in fear. What does 2 Timothy 1 7 For God has not given me a spirit of fear. So understand this. When the fear comes on me, that is a demonic force. That is a spirit. But it's not a God. God said, I haven't given you a spirit of fear. But I've given you a spirit of love. <coughs> and when love is present, fear's got to go. It's love and power. Sound mind. Ooh, I thank you, that Father. Sound mind. My mind makes the line with the word of God. My mind takes properly in the name of Jesus. Even you smoke a lot of dope in life. I'm telling you, God, you can heal your mind. I'm serious. You can heal your mind. And I got a good friend who comes up here and got some books. I wrote back with him a few weeks ago. And he said to me, he said, I got to speak the word. I speak blood over my mind. He said, he said I did so many drugs in my life. No, he said, I can be going down my highway. I don't know where I'm at. He said, I understand the word of God is moving in my life. It's transforming me. Praise the Lord. And so I don't care where you're at. Let the love of God. Let the word of God saturate you. Stand up here. Stand up. That's our third one tonight. These are power thoughts, guys. We've got to get these on the inside of us. 